In today's world, listeners are complex and multidimensional, and it's a little cumbersome to toggle back and forth from channel to channel trying to get your fix. We feel your podcast should be just as diverse as you. Welcome to Fred Talks, where the topics are as layered and multifaceted as you are, with a dash of inspiration and a little bit of an edge. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Fred Talks. I'm your host, Fred B. And today we have an episode that's going to be a little tough. Uh, I'm going to rain on some pity parties, but just know that I had to rain on my own pity party first with a few of my musings that I'll be sharing today. And hopefully the fruit of this uh, episode will be a more reinvigorated, um, a more resilient version of you who choose to tune in. And then as a result, you'll be ready to get back in the game and show up as your best self. We're going to get into it. I'm going to unpack all of it. Uh, But first, you know how I do. I got to hit you with these ground rules. This probably doesn't need to be said, but of course, we're going to say it anyway. The views and opinions expressed on Fred Talks podcast are not to be misconstrued as professional advice, counsel, gospel, a personal attack, law, guarantees, a substitution for hard work, a one-size-fits-all formula for every scenario, or any type of promise. It's a podcast, y'all. Come on. You know you need to consult a credentialed professional before making a hasty or significant change with your life. Don't you? Don't you? Of course you do. Now, be encouraged by the show. Be entertained by the show. Be challenged to cross-examine some of your long-held beliefs. Note, the host and his guests have strong views held loosely. Being committed to lifelong learning means that their perspectives may change in light of information. That's not contradiction. That's evolution. So please, don't come for us unless we send for you. Now that we have an understanding, let's get back to today's episode of Fred Talks. All right, so let me give you the backstory. What had happened was today's episode what uh, is inspired by a quick chin check and pep talk I had to have with myself one day uh, when I felt like, you know, according to my assessment, I was just underperforming. I wasn't showing up as the best version of myself. I wasn't offering my highest contribution, right? And you know, everyone has one of those days here and there. And while that is an issue all in itself, like that's a problem, the bigger issue, at least in my estimation, was the attitude I held concerning my performance. See, rather than at this juncture, rather than me just having owned it, I deflected a bit and, you know, I attempted to justify it in my head, doing all this, the the mental gymnastics to rationalize some of the decisions and some of the ways I was moving. Right. You know, I itemized all these challenges that seemed to drain my energy and the excellence that, you know, I should have been providing. And 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 I I allowed it to reduce my performance to something that was subpar. And, you know, in my mind, these excuses (laughs) Uh, I was relying on them to kind of give me a pass. You know, the way I was carrying on, you would have thought that my challenges were unprecedented because I'm like, well, I had this challenge. I had this challenge all in my head. I would have dared, you know, said this to somebody else. But isn't that what we do, though, y'all? You know, just between me and you, you know, we get into a funk and we descend even lower in the funk, making up. I mean, we become magicians (laughs) or artists, you know, just uh, manufacturing these stories and rehearsing and watching this. Watch this. Not just rehearsing them and making it up. But even, unfortunately, believing these wild stories, such as maybe you've, maybe you've heard this or said this before. You know, I'm the only person that has ever had that that has challenges, or I'm the only person that's ha- ever had this challenge, 
or I'm the only person that has ever had this particular combination or set of challenges, or I'm the only one that has had these particular set of challenges in this particular climate in the history of forever <laughs> and in all of humanity. I mean, we get wild with it, right? Or is it just me? Right. And, and it sounds insane, you know, for you to hear me say it right in your head. It may, maybe it didn't sound as uh, shocking, but when you hear me articulate some of those thoughts that you have probably had, it's wild, you know, and I know we've had this chatter in our heads, but when it has voice and sound, we see just how irrational and disempowering and paralyzing these type of these type of internal conversations are. And let me just say this parenthetically. The reason why I said my attitude was a bigger issue than my performance, because my my subpar performance at that point was a problem. OK, I own that. But the attitude was a bigger problem because with a healthy attitude, at least I can learn from the experience. But a negative attitude won't create anything positive. It's just like the negative attitude is what leads to blame. And sure, I might be able to blame someone else and feel good, but I can't blame somebody else and then become good or better. Right. Because the moment I blame somebody else or something else, it's like I let myself off the hook for continuing my development. So I just got to sit with it and own my part. You know, uh, otherwise it'll just lead to a cocktail of excuses as a way to absolve me of my responsibility to respond powerfully. And, you know, some I forgot where I got this from, but my response is always my responsibility. Anything can happen, but it's my responsibility what I'm going to do with what happens. I think it goes without saying that life has challenges built into it. It's an intrinsic part about life. And along that line, of thinking, um, I think it's also safe to say, or we could say another way that every single living creature encounters challenges. And if you agree with that statement, which I'm sure many of you do, I want to thank you for your honesty and welcome to the club of just being living sentient beings. Right. Um, if you disagree with that statement, then as the elders used to tell me when I was just a youngin, they would say, keep on living. <laughs> and you know, you'd be like, what? You, you don't get it until you, you keep on living. You're like, ah, I see what they were talking about. Or, Maybe, you you know, you've you've lived a pretty long life, at least up to, you know, my age. I'm, I'm in my late 30s at the time of this recording. Um, but maybe you have not been living consciously enough to ascertain the challenges that you face. And as a result of that, you haven't even been giving yourself credit for being as victorious as you really are. Now, some of us, we go to the we swing to the other end of the pendulum, right? We <laughs> we give ourselves too much credit. We oversell it. So I'm not trying to encourage that. <laughs> but look, life could be synonymous with challenge that could be a synonym for, ch for life because life when you think about it it began it's continued or sustained by overcoming challenges from the very start you have to fight to fertilize the egg you you're fighting with all these you're fighting in your environment you know to you have to fight to come out of hiding in the womb so that you can join the rest of us daily your immune system continues to fight to keep you living you know, in our company. And these are just some challenges that are run that are running in the background. These are some fights that are going on that kind of happen at a subconscious level. They're like like they're in the background, like apps on your browser or your computer that's still running. So so you got that going on in the background, plus the, the fights that you are cognizant of that you are like, you know, taking inventory of. So, you know, I know that's not something to uh, to get it all excited about, but it's not all bad news. You know, the not so good news is that life is challenging. It has challenges built into it. But the good news is that there are no new challenges 
In principle, I mean, right? In principle, of course, things become more sophisticated, you know, as, as we become um, more evolved, the challenges evolve with us. So it might manifest differently, but in principle, it's the same, it's made up of the same ingredients. When you strip it down to the, to a granular level, it still has the same type of dynamics there. And that's why wisdom is the principal thing. Or that's the thing that we want to get, right? So we could always solve the Rubik's cube. All challenges we face have been faced and have been overcome before at the principal level. The quicker we agree with it, <clears throat> excuse me, the quicker we agree with this rather than just live in denial, uh, then the quicker we can abide in and operate from our position of power. Now look, y'all know how I feel about my man Baldwin. James Baldwin is a god with the pen. He's by far one of my favorite communicators. His words have been like soothing balm and it has been, uh, they have been as instructive as a counselor in a therapy session. It, it, it's startling really when you think about um, the fact that his words have never lost an ounce of relevance. And I'm just awestruck at how he used his words to just, in a way he just kind of uncovered beauty and found utility and pain and confusion. He found a way to repurpose that and make poetry out of it, but also at the same time, sneak in some, some, some counsel, you know, out of such uh, dismal uh, situations. It's just, it's just beautiful. I mean, he, he, he's a God with a pen. And, you know, today I want to invoke the spirit of James Baldwin and quote one of his profound statements. He said, you think your pain and your heartbreak are unprecedented in the history of the world, but then you read, uh, and it, it, he said it was books that taught me that the things that tormented me uh, the most were the very things that connected me with all the people who were alive and who had ever been alive. I'm telling you all, James Baldwin is the goat, hands down. So even the fact that I'm borrowing from James Baldwin's quote today, you know, at least an entire generation after he said it serves as a reminder that really there's no new or no original challenge. There's nothing new under the sun. So one thing that's obvious to me in light of this quote is that when I get to wallowing and sinking into my pity party, you know, I'm really revealing quite a bit about myself unbeknownst to me. You know, um, my wallowing is really demonstrating that that, you know, what my current capacity to cope with challenges is. Challenges are good because they're really apocalyptic or revelatory in nature, because if nothing else, they're going to do a few things. They're going to reveal to me my level of perseverance and resourcefulness. You know, I may think that, you know, I'm this I'm this alpha and I could. I can handle anything. I'm solution oriented. When then when I get faced with a challenge, do I buckle right away or do I just kind of look around and see where the solutions are, where the wisdom, where the keys are at? Right. So sometimes it could be surprising. Other times it could be sobering. Sometimes, depending on the nature and the gravity of uh, the challenge, uh, they could reveal the foundation and the fidelity of my constituents. You know, people ride with you. They swear they ride or die. They swear they're your A1 um, <laughs> until it gets real. <laughs> And then your challenge is not just going to reveal something about you. It's going to be it's going to reveal something about the people that's riding with you or say they riding with you. Uh, Proverbs chapter 20, verse six says many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful person who can find another translation says many a man proclaims his own steadfast love, but a faithful man who can find everybody swear they on your team. And, you know, they, they with you until the wheels fall off. But we're going to see. Everybody's going to boast about it, but a faithful person who can find. So your challenges also reveal how informed or reveal to me how informed I am about the world around me and those who have come 
and those who have gone before me. We interrupt this episode to express our gratitude for your listenership. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a regular listener, we want to deepen our connection. There are a few ways to do that. First, make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And of course, chances are that if you like the show, your friends will too. So be sure to post, share, and repost on all of your social media outlets. Also, don't be shy. Connect with Fred B on Twitter using the handle at FredTalks, spelled Fred, T-A-L-X. After you've completed those two steps, visit the Patreon page at patreon.com slash fredtalks. Remember, talks is spelled T-A-L-X. And check out the multitude of ways for you to support. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast version of Fred Talks, imagine how electric a live Fred Talks session would be. Sure, recordings are great, but... When it comes to value, there are some intangibles that require you to be in a live setting to get full impact. The goal is to begin online via the podcast and ultimately take the sessions offline to do the real work of providing solution-oriented motivational sessions to impact current and emerging leaders of all ages. To get more information about hosting a live Fred Talk session for your staff, students, members, send an inquiry to fredtalks.com to get the conversation started. That's all for now. Let's get you back to the show. So we already established that there's some good news and some not so good news. The bad news is that there's uh, the, the bad news is that there's nothing extraordinary about your plight or my plight, depending on how you look look at it. That could really be good news, but some people are going to, you know, they 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 have pledged their allegiance to their pity party. They got comfortable, and you know, now I'm saying party's over. So in in their opinion, this might be bad news that I'm delivering. There's nothing extraordinary extraordinary about your plight or my plight in the sense that we are not the only ones to face it or to face something like this. You know, uh, there's even a scripture that comes to my mind that there's no temptation or you can say challenge or trial that that has taken us or that has confronted us, which is not common to man. So none of it's uncommon to mankind. It's a part of humanity. And I know this threatens to spoil the pity party. But the good part of that, though, is because your problem, my problem isn't unprecedented or or extraordinary. That means that we don't need to apply an unprecedented or find an extraordinary solution. We just need some good old, boring, mundane, uneventful, ordinary wisdom. (laughs) The good news is that we don't need a special solution. (laughs) We just need a proven solution. And so. As you know, wisdom is different from just having information. Wisdom is the soundness of an action or decision with regard to the application of experience, knowledge and good judgment. So you and I need to know what to do with what we know. Well, first, we need to read so we can know some stuff so we can know what's going on in other parts of the world or what has gone on before us. And then now that we once we know that we need to know how to apply it, you know. We need to understand that we have history to to serve us. We have history to leverage leverage and to teach us what to do. There's an ancient proverb that says that a wise man will learn from another man's mistakes. Sure, you can learn by trial by fire, trial, trial and error. You can make your own mistakes, you know, and hopefully you're learning from that. You know, it's one of my best practices to journal at the end of my day. So I don't just get through the day, but I take from the day. I take lessons from where I had some 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 wins. 
some W's and I had some L's, some lessons, right? Where I could tighten up a bit. And I think, you know, the dope thing is to be, to, to, to always be reading, learn about other people, especially if you have access to somebody who is in your field or in your situation and jot down, where did they miss it? Not so you can critique them or condemn them, but so that you could be above reproach uh, as it relates to that particular misstep. All right. Um, I'm also reminded, you know, there's this old Hebrew writer who said we are encompassed or surrounded by a cloud of witnesses cheering us on. And I think about that and I think about history, history books. You know, uh, we're surrounded by testimonies of the ancestors and, and the strategies that they employ to overcome, you know, packed neatly into the, their testimony is not just wisdom, but also encouragement. You know, because I can read their stories or I can recall the oral stories that have been passed down and I can remember now and encourage myself and say, well, wait a minute, because Big Mama and them or because some historical figure with likely less advantage than we have due to techn technological and scientific advances and free Googles. Come on, do your Googles, y'all use the Internet's. <laughs> but because they overcame with less and I got access to more, most times immediate access uninhibited access, um, certainly I can overcome. You know, we come from overcomers. So it's not far-fetched for us to overcome every single challenge that we face. And I know that's a bold statement, but come on, you gotta have that type of conviction that every single challenge I face, I can overcome because somebody before me has overcome every single challenge they faced. The only challenge we might not overcome um, is death. You know, everybody, has to die once. And, and even, you know, depending on what your, 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 what faith you subscribe to, you could say that you have even overcome death because it's, it's not really a uh, type of defeat as much as it is a transition from one realm to the other, right? Or even a graduation because now you're not bound just by this earthly body, but you can move around more freely, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So really you can overcome every challenge, every single challenge, even those ones that that, that present themselves as being in, uh, insurmountable. They, they got to come down to, you know, sometimes we just buckle and we allow the current or in, imminent challenge to eclipse our previous victories and cause us to have a moment of selective amnesia. And that's why it's good to have some partners with you that can remind you like, nah, 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 nah. Remember the last time we faced the challenge, we overcame that, or they could put you up on game and say, nah, so-and-so did ran across the same thing and they overcame. Or even if you don't have that, Again, this is why I'm a big advocate about journaling, because you can at least encourage yourself by looking over your own list and say, man, I remember that was a dark day last month, last year. You know, last time I had a situation like this and look at me now, I'm still here and I thought I would not be here. I came out unscathed. I don't look like what I've been through. Right. So I have two other qualities that are um, produced or at least they become more pronounced um, as a result of the challenges that we uh, encounter. And those two qualities are one is empathy and the other is equity. So again, you know, I know this, this particular episode, I'm really borrowing a lot from antiquity, but that, that really just reiterates my point that none of this stuff is new. So borrowing from antiquity to establish my point, uh, there's a passage of scripture that says, um, you know, this scripture is in reference to the Messiah it says that, uh, we have not a high priest, which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities our challenges, our, our afflictions, our weaknesses, right? But was in all points tempted, like as we, 
are but without sin. So he didn't he didn't he didn't miss the mark or he didn't capitulate to it. Let us therefore, because of that, with that type of information in mind, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find help in the time of need. Now, to me, y'all, this speaks to empathy. Let's just look at the principle. No matter what your religious background or your faith affiliation or whatever that is, let's just let's just be a student of wisdom and not discriminate. You know, so if you're not a Christian or 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 whatever the case may be, put that aside. Let's just look at the principle. So this is speaking to empathy and empathy is the ability to understand and to share the feelings of someone else. So if you have never gone through anything besides being boring, because you will be boring, <laughs> you're not even relatable, y'all. <laughs> like what would be the benefit in even engaging you in conversation? You have nothing to offer when, when you're not truly relatable, even with the best of intentions, you come off or can come off as pretentious or calloused or condescending. You're saying the right thing, but you don't have the right tone. You, it hasn't been tempered with empathy, even though it's giving you given the right counsel. So even your suggestion can be perceived as dismissive because when you respond to people sharing their challenges, you unintentionally, I'll give you, I'll give you a little pass, unintentionally undermine the nuance and the gravity of what they're going through because you haven't been touched with the feelings they are experiencing because you haven't been challenged in the same point or principle as they have. Now, borrowing from that same passage I just cited, you know, about having a high priest uh, be in touch with the feelings of our infirmities, you know, borrowing from that same passage, it said that the high priest was not just credible, <laughs> right? You know, having empathy, but that the high priest had something to give or there was something that could be found and extracted upon engaging them. That consulting with that high priest, the high priest wasn't at an abortive practice or an exercise in futility because he did have grace to offer you. He had something to offer you. <laughs> Thank God for people in your life that have something to offer you when you're going through. Like, don't just, you know, give me a blank look. Hey man, you got anything right now? It's hard out here. You know what I'm saying? So I want to take license to modify it slightly and say he had empathy to offer, not pity because pity is unproductive, but empathy. And he had a measured solution born out of experience. It's like, look, I'm not telling you what I read. I'm telling you what I know. And when I experienced that, maybe not the same exact thing manifested the same way, but in principle, then here's the wisdom that you could use and apply to your situation to come out on top. So, you know, kind of keeping that same train of thought, you know, that it gave empathy, our, 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 our situations, our challenges, they give empathy, help us to connect with people. Um, and it gives us equity. We got something of value to offer that we probably would not have had otherwise. So my point is, as I wrap this up, is that challenges shape us, they fortify us for our next level experience, but they also give us equity and credibility with the people we're engaging, right? Uh, it, lead, it puts us in a position where we have something that if it were not for the challenges, we wouldn't possess this added value. So we really owe gratitude to the challenge. I know the temptation is to complain about the challenge but man, if we were able to just shift and say, man, this challenge right here is to make me better. It's to serve me, actually. You know, I should also add that those who remain faithful to us during our time of challenge also have equity now in the relationship. I often say this about my wife. Um, I say it to my wife and I say it in referencing my wife, you know, um, as it relates to fidelity 
uh, and faithfulness and things like that. So I've been married at the time of this recording. Um, I have been married going on 11 years. Right. And here's the thing. The reason why what I have is so dope is because some new chick might have what they think is something to offer that they think I might be missing. Right. Because, you know, in a relationship, you don't get every single thing. You know, some people say there's an 80 20 rule, but I, I, I got a good thing going on. Right. But somebody else might try to oversell and might try to lure me away from my good thing by overselling and saying, well, this is what I would do if I was your girl or whatever the case may be. But the truth of the matter is all they could do is say what they would do. Man, we've been in this thing for almost 11 years and I know what my wife has done. So the challenges that we have overcome that have uh, they have kind of melded us together and it have, has built in, has packed in equity in our relationship. Every challenge we overcome causes our relationship to appreciate in value because the character that has been demonstrated and the fidelity that has been demonstrated. And so I know I don't have to ask what you would do in a situation. Everybody else, you know, is speculative what they would do. So that's why I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm staying put. <laughs> I got a good thing. Y'all, y'all don't mind me. I'm working while I'm working. So when my wife, you know, when she listens to this, I get some extra points. You know what I'm saying? But listen, <laughs> let me wrap this up. Having challenges is nothing but proof of our humanity. Without them, we would be alienated from the rest of the world. But because of them, there's common ground. Our temptations, our challenges, our trials are common to humanity. So it grounds us and it unites us with other people that, and now we can serve them and make a better contribution. So with that said, let's not minimize or forget the challenges that we've already overcome. Yo, don't sell yourself short. You have already demonstrated that you're an overcomer in some capacity. Just keep on overcoming. And remember, whatever you may be facing right now, this too shall come to pass. In fact, it has come in order to teach you and then pass anyway. As always, I appreciate you tuning in one more again with your guy while you're here. Just a reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Fred Talks is available on every podcast platform. And hey, run me those stars, fam. If you appreciate the show, say so. Log on to Apple iTunes and drop me a line about what you enjoy about the podcast. Leave that five-star review so the podcast becomes easier to find for others who are looking for something just like this. You probably don't think it's much support because it doesn't cost you much, but it absolutely means a lot to me that you would take a moment to do that for me. So thank you in advance. Hey, y'all have a great week. Tune in next week for another dope episode.